insists on being on my left. It's going to drive me crazy is our chicken expert, Kristen. How are you doing today? It's nice to switch things up. <laughs> uh, the lighting does look better over there. Uh, I was just messing around with the lights again. And hopefully everyone out there, it looks good on your end. And also give me a thumbs up for the audio. So again, happy Friday. Thanks for joining us. We're going to give it a couple seconds to let everything get up and running. Make sure everything's looking good. Um, over at Facebook, YouTube, and of course on our website. We're running on all three. Oh, you didn't know that? We run on all no, three. No, I don't get to watch it because I do it. <laughs> you, you, you do get to watch it later on. Um, so I'm going to, I got to turn me up just a little. I'm not hearing you that well. Uh, is that okay in your ears? Because it'll turn you up as well. Mm -hmm. Good. All righty. All right, well, I'll, let's see. Uh, that's 60 seconds in. Let's go ahead and get started. We have Mackenzie out in the green room, and we're going to bring her in. I was going to get an external camera, but I brought two, and it still didn't work. Technically three. still didn't work. Uh, let's go ahead and bring her in. Mackenzie, how are you doing today? I am fantastic. The sun is shining, trying to quick like a bunny get this shipment book so I can get out the door today. Oh, okay. So you it did mention, right. You did mention that right before we got on that you had to book a shipment real quick. So that is top priority. We got to keep getting these coops <laughs> out. So uh, if we got to come back to you, uh, we can definitely do that. Uh, but I would love to, I'm not sure if you uh, had some. No, I got it. Oh, good. Excellent. Awesome. Um, so, Again, happy Friday. How's everything? Oh, I just saw Dave. Dave didn't get his mullet yet. Oh, and I lost her. What? And she gone. <laughs> Not sure what happened. She must have hit a button on accident. So knowing Mackenzie, she's going to come chime back in. So again, I just kind of like, it's a good warm up. Get Mackenzie on there. I like to hear what's going on in the office, especially the, I don't want to say the most top three questions, but you know, there she is right there. The same questions do come in a lot and I don't want to bore you guys answering the same things. And let's see, Mackenzie is back. Hit the wrong button. I didn't touch anything. Ooh. <laughs> oh. It could be one of those days. I tell you, Mackenzie's up in New York. I see you guys have some beautiful weather coming. It is cold and rainy here and we had some crazy windstorms here. So I was actually worried if it's we're cold. Here. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's about to warm up. I was just curious, how much did that shipment weigh? Um, this one is coming in at 1,251 pounds, and that is our standard American. I think that's good With information for people covered. to have. When they, they, you know, that these are really heavy, robust coops that you're shipping out. Yeah, you know, every that is a good day. question. We, I, I just forget it. I mean, it's yeah. just every day shipping out coops. I, I, I'll never forget when we first started shipping out coops. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, we were working way too hard. And I'll never forget when we weighed our first one, we're all taking bets. And I yeah. think I did win. Evan's in the back there. I'm sure yeah, he can yeah. remember uh, who won, who lost. I know he can't hear us. Uh, but anyways, tell mm -hmm. Evan to wave hi. He's like a little angel on your Evan, shoulder. Say hi. Hi, buddy. <laughs> um, Uh-oh. Now we are losing her. Uh, we'll give her a chance to come back. I think Evan just filled in the yep. bandwidth. All right, she's back. All right. <laughs> I have a bad feeling we're going to have one of those uh, days today with technical difficulties. So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, guys, if you're just joining us, we are live right now. It's Friday afternoon. Um, 
Thank God the week is over, TJ, TGIF, I guess they call it. We're mm-hmm. already halfway through the day. Uh, please, if you have any questions, comments, please leave them down below. We would love to hear from you. If there's anything off, especially audio, uh, let us know. I'm still waiting for Ingrid to come into the green room. She usually gives us a thumbs up and tells us how things are looking, so hopefully she's not late. But anyways, let's go ahead and uh, get started, Kenzie. Uh, what kind of uh, questions did you get this week? So this week we had a customer ask, going through the ordering process, um, what is the difference between a manual chicken run door and the manual hen house door? And why are they needed? Why is that something that we include in our options? That is a great question. And that is a question we get a lot. Let me see. Oh, there's Ingrid. We're going to bring her into the green room. Uh, I'll keep her muted right now. Ingrid, hi. Thanks for joining us. Uh, so that's a great question. Let me see if I can get over. And this is something I got to learn to do more of. Well, while you're doing that, I can start answering. The manual hen house door is just a wooden door that goes on the hen house that you can close when you want to keep the hens in the hen house. Typically, we don't keep the hens in the hen house or close that door very often. I would think only during extreme weather events. I find the manual door on the run to be more useful because I like to free range. So that is the difference between the hen house door and the manual run door. The manual run door is on the run, typically for free ranging. And that, do you, I think you make that compatible with automatic doors, right? We absolutely do. Right. So, that's, so that's standard. That you can add, you can use it manually or you can add a automatic door whenever you see fit, if, if ever. All right, so here's a great picture right here, and I know we get asked this a lot because so many people assume that you have to have some type of door, some type of closing mechanism on your hen house. And I know we also get confused, we, we confuse people, oh perfect, right here. Uh, you know, always remember when we refer to a chicken coop, we're referring to the overall structure, and there's two parts. There's the hen house right here, and then there's the run, okay? And when we talk about the hen house door, it's the opening when the chickens go right up this ramp. Let's see if we got another picture. God, we got some good diagrams here. And that is not necessary. You do not need a, oh, there's a good spot right there. You can see that opening right there. That opening to the hen house is completely protected. You do not need a door there. But like Kristen was saying, sometimes if you want added protection or with weather, mm-hmm. that is nice to have. Uh, the reason why you don't need it is that opening is completely protected by the run. And uh, the hens always want to come out. So I would just feel bad about restricting their movement. When they want to come out, they should be able to come out to their safe, secure run. And actually, you don't even need the... uh, If you're not going to use an automatic door, you really could just use the human door to free range as well. But if it's a nice thing to have when you put together your coop if you think you're going to have an automatic door in the future. Right. So now I love automatic doors. And what I always tell people is the spot you want to put it is right here. So here is our frame, framed out run door. And every framed out run door will come with a manual wooden door. And you can add to that the automatic door. And the reason why I like the automatic door is it's going to do it for you. you I know? love it too, but yeah. I free range. so. And, there, and there's so many advantages to having that automatic door. So it might be worth uh, talking about that a little bit. Uh, but that is what the difference is. We got two different areas we can have the chickens come and go. Mm-hmm. One on the hen house, one in the run. You don't need it on your hen house because they are protected. 
but on the run, oh, absolutely. And I love one of the things that you mentioned to me that you had to do, and this is a great reason why we love the automatic door that we sell. Uh, let's see, if I go to accessories, I wanna show that to you guys. Uh, you had a little predator issue that you really shouldn't have when you were having it. And I can tell you, times are changing. You know, we were just on the phone last week with a customer out in California. The coyotes out there are so brave, they see them all day long now, mm. which is... I've seen them during the day here yeah, in that's North that, Carolina. You know, I always tell people one of the things you don't have to worry about with a lot of predators is they're typically nocturnal, but that's just not the case anymore. I mm -hmm. Probably I'm going to have to stop saying that. Uh, but right here is that automatic door. And this automatic door can open and close being triggered by three different ways. You got the manual, just hit the button, it goes up, hit, hit another button, it'll go down. And of course you have the timer. And my favorite is the photo cell. What the photo cell is, is a photo resistor. So that knows when the sun goes up and goes down. Well, it, my favorite is a combination of the two. Exactly, so go ahead, explain why. I was having some predator issues early in the morning, right at sunrise. So I use the timer in the morning. So the chickens do wake up, they can have they can have breakfast right there in the coop. And then uh, maybe an hour after sunrise, I have the timer set so it opens later and it does shut with the sunset. Right, because easy. that's just where I saw the predator issues was right. first thing in the morning. And they do tend to eat right when they wake up. They eat heavy, you know, right when they wake up and right when they right before they go to sleep. So it, it really doesn't really affect the, the hens. They can have breakfast in a safe, secure environment and hang out for an hour before they let out. Right, and I can hear so many of our listeners and viewers, our top fans go, wait a minute, Matt says never put food inside your hen house. And I do say that because I agree with that. Um, but there are situations like what you just said, have that feeder in there. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I haven't finished the run yet. I have three different coops, so <laughs> they're all they're all in progress. Yeah. So. so the nice thing is, you know, one of the things I often say in the back of my mind, and I love when people have questions, but so many times in the back of my mind, I'm going, gosh, we've answered that so, well, you know. And also, I want to say that I don't like having food in the hen house. I hate having food in the hen house. I just need to finish that run because you're right. That's where the food and water should be is in the run. Right. But. The beauty is you have options. Mm -hmm. We have options every day. We're working on improving everything and making sure that you don't have to worry about you missing anything. That's one of the nice things about purchasing it's a chicken. It's very food. flexible. Right. So that's our chicken guard. We absolutely love it. There's many other models out there for automatic doors, but I just love this door. because This thing, is my new favorite too. It just works. Mm -hmm. it's, it, you don't have to run electricity. You don't have to worry about solar. It's four AA batteries. How long have you had your AA batteries last? Uh, they last at least a year. Right. And I want to say the manufacturer recommends change them every six months. So that's not horrible. You got mm. four stainless steel screws right there. And then you just change them out like you're changing the batteries. That new locking door is good too. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. I just got that. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, you upgraded my door. Yes. Uh, there's a self-locking tab, which is really nice because one of the problems with the older doors is you had to make sure you had what we call the raccoon bar, or raccoon guard, mm. so they couldn't get their hands underneath there. Well, now you don't need that. And this will lock the tabs just kind of insert themselves into the side rails so that it locks automatically. The thing is, you've got to make sure you have no debris underneath here stopping that from going down. Not only will it not lock, it'll start to back spool on the oh, inside. I, I'm sorry, I've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So I hope that was helpful. I hope we, uh, let's go back to. Uh, and that also explains why you have that wood piece above the opening on your coupe design. That is to mount the control module. Oh yes, that's a good point, yes. Yeah. Some people may see that and say, well, that should be all wire. Why is that there? Gotcha. And we got some questions coming in. Um, Ingrid, I know you can hear us. We don't hear you. Just wanted to make sure. Oh yeah, you're already busy away answering things. I appreciate that. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to do for you guys this week is we do have um, a hot topic I was not aware of. And we're going to talk about that coming up once we finish with Kenzie. So I just want to let you guys know, hopefully if you saw some of these great reels Ingrid is making on our social media, uh, I don't know how she's doing it. I could definitely tell I'm getting old, but we are out there asking people to give us your input if you've ordered baby chicks this year. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And hopefully that helped answer that question. What's another question, Mackenzie? Will my chickens eat the hemp bedding? Mm. That is a very good question. Okay. I haven't ever seen them. No. Eat the they don't eat it, but you they got. They seem to be pretty smart. Like they know what to eat. Even when I throw out my compost, they'll they'll yeah, they'll pack through it. it. Yeah, and they seem to know what they're supposed to eat and what they're not. They're not that dumb, actually. They're they're really not some silkies. Um, <laughs> so. Here's the deal. You have to understand Aww. the difference when I know I'm gonna get in trouble. Yeah, I'm gonna, oh boy! I'm gonna give you a silky. And no, make you love I it. can't. No, we're gonna do what? Uh -huh. I want a turkin. Yeah, let's get a turkin and a silky and put it in your coop, in your shop coop. So see, what, see what happens. We are gonna do just a silky coop. And that's what that's I was gonna go get this morning at the feed store. You're worried I'd be late. We got we got a lot of paperwork to sign. Anyways, so <laughs> I don't even remember what the heck I was talking about. Oh, there's a difference between observing chickens eating and pecking. And their pecking is their curiosity. Right. I remember you you often say that's their way of smelling. Yeah, it's 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 them saying, What's this? What's this? Uh, and when they peck at each other, sometimes if there's a blood spot, they're not really trying to injure further injure the other hen. They're just saying, hey, what's that? They're attracted to the red spot and they're exploring. They're exploring with their beak and they're making that worse. And then everybody has to say, what's that? What's that? And pretty soon you have an open wound. But they're not intending on that. They're, they're like kids at the playground. They're, they're just curious, yeah. like poking buttons. Yeah. So no, I've never seen them eat it. Even the baby chicks. I've had some customers go, oh, they're going to eat that. They don't. They're constantly pecking, constantly looking. And sometimes the Polish with their heads, sometimes they peck at that because they're saying that's different. What's that? Right. And I've seen them peck at each other's toes. And again, they're just being curious. And they might do that to hemp, but okay. I don't think they're going to eat it. And if they do, it'll just go through. That's what I tried to explain. Yeah. I mean, it's not harmful. It's pesticide-free. Right. You take a lot of measures to make sure that it's safe for your chickens to have in their coop should they happen to ingest any of it. Um, which brings me to my next question, and I think it actually may kind of segue into what you guys are talking about later. Um, should I vaccinate my flock? When you start out with your new chicks, um, you know, are you looking for chicks that have paperwork saying that they've been vaccinated for Merrick's? You know, how, how do they go about that? That's why I keep you around. We, you know, we should have a whole show on Merrick's because the 
the NC State vet here had some very interesting things to say about Merrick's, and I'd love to have her on and talk about that. But vaccinations are good. Um, they, they don't affect the eggs. They help the, the health of the chickens. And Merrick's is something that is rather unavoidable. So, and the, the NC State vet said that there shouldn't be the stigma that there is with Merrick's because it's, it is unavoidable. It's in the environment. It's going to be there forever. And right now it's almost like this leprosy stigma where if someone has Merrick's in their flock, they, they hide it and they feel ashamed and they think that all of their chickens are doomed forever. But it's, it's some, and she also said that it's something that we should work towards getting vaccinations for people who hatch their own chickens. But right now you have to buy it by the mm. thousand, hundred or thousand dose and we should be working towards some sort of vaccination that's more uh, backyard friendly for Merrick's. Yeah, you know, so you just mentioned something, Ingrid. Uh, please make a note of that. I w- and Kristen has mentioned this to me in the past that I re- really want to have this lady on uh you've talked very highly of her and we are probably ready for that yeah uh for sure so i'd love to have her on and set that up especially for all ever all the listeners out there to ask their questions to have an expert like her would be did i answer the question the question was just about vaccinations right (laughs) yeah Yeah, i mean you know should i vaccinate my flock i know people that you know don't do anything as far as you know vaccinating and taking preventative measures for things they kind of just let yeah my friend who's a veterinarian she was on a show or she was commenting in like two three four weeks ago and she you know does this for a living and she was saying it is a good thing to do to be proactive it's a lot of work but i haven't really seen with the ones that i hatch myself and the bantams that are not vaccinated i haven't really seen an issue with disease i mean more so than the other hatchery chickens so i think sometimes if you get the right environment to raise your chicks in and if your hens are healthy they have fresh air water you know having a healthy environment i think that that is more important than the vaccinations Mm -hmm. um because i i haven't seen an issue in in half my flock that's not vaccinated right so we definitely should do an episode on that because that is a very important subject and i'll be honest with you it's a tough one it's a tough one to understand. Uh, and I don't we're wa- certainly not going to get into vaccinations for people. We oh, are. We are not. We are not. We are not. Oh yeah, I'm no, definitely cannot. That's not the show. Uh, yeah, no, definitely not the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's the other show. That's- All right, awesome. So Mackenzie, thank you so much. You're welcome. You have a great, great, wonderful weekend. Tell everyone I said hi. I will. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Thanks. Kristen. Talk to you later. Bye. 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 All right, guys. Um, so that was Kenzie. That went out for 20 minutes. I didn't oh. think we were going to. Yeah, we were only supposed to go five minutes. So we're, here's what's going on. timer. We need a timer. No, I don't know. I, who wants a timer? I can't stand timers, but you, you might be right. So, you know, Kristen, here's the thing that has been brought to my attention. I'll be honest with you. You know, I see a little bit on the news when it comes to something's going on with the post office. Uh, you know, we had weather, of course we got COVID and apparently there's a lot of packages not being delivered on time and it, we are in chick season and I am a huge fan of ordering baby chicks through the mail. A lot of people don't realize you can and we, I, 
you know, you, you're the one that taught me about ordering chicks through the mail. I've had very, very good success. Apparently, this year has been horrific for ordering baby chicks through the mail and they're arriving dead on arrival. But more importantly, what's a very interesting part of the subject is the chicks arriving to our local agricultural stores where they're arriving dead on arrival. So have you had, I know you were supposed to go out and get baby chicks this morning and you didn't because we had to get ready for the show. And you didn't, you did remind me I don't need any more chickens. You really don't, but you did put some more eggs in your incubator. So. I showed you. <laughs> um, you know, this is this is crazy. So what I ended up doing is going reaching out to a friend of mine who actually works for the post office. And I did ask this person if they would be willing to come on and do an interview. Of course, they have to disguise their face, disguise the voice. Oh, really? All the, oh God, yeah. Oh, behind the scenes in the post office? Uh, <sighs> and listen, we, I'm not trying to pick yeah, on the post you- office... You told me I wasn't going to know about the segment, so this is pretty exciting. I'm hearing this for the first time. That is true. I yeah. do hold yeah. back. I, I mean, why not? That's that's the part of doing a live show is, is being a little excited here. Anyways, it's not what we think. So when I ordered baby chicks through the mail, it was one day. It was overnight. There was no other way, right? Am I wrong? It takes two days for me. It depends on where they come from, I guess. Well, apparently that's the beginning of the problem. Every time I've ordered baby chicks through the mail, and I've ordered them through Murray McMurray, Welp, Ideal. Uh, I'm sure there's a couple other ones I'm not... Most of them are in the Midwest, and you're closer to the Midwest than I am, being in New York, upstate. Hmm. Well, so, so here's what's happening is I've always thought they were delivered overnight, because that's just all I've ever done. And again, I've had a very successful rate of, I think I've had yeah. two maybe show up. Down. Even two days, is you get almost all of them. Absolutely. Of them, so... It's important to understand why it was okay to order baby chicks through the mail because, again, typically it should be 24 hours. But I know, and I don't want to mislead people, yes, you can push it 48 hours. And there's a very particular reason why we can get away with the baby chicks not needing food and water in the first 24, maybe 48 hours. I'm not sure if you'll agree with that or not. Yeah, 48 hours. Easy. Yeah. It's just nature. Um, because right before the, the chicks hatch, they consume the yolk. That gives them enough energy, nutrients to hatch and wait for the rest of the eggs in the clutch to hatch. So the hen waits until all of her eggs hatch before she gets up and leads them to food and water. So that's just nature. So I'm not sure, you know, to me that's just absolutely amazing. But yeah. that is one of the reasons why baby chicks should have no problem being delivered through the mail. I, 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 I can get on board with 48 hours, but here's the problem. Talking to my contact inside the post office, um, I'm just going to say she because she is a she. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to screw it up sooner or later just to make it easier for my focusing on what I want to talk about. It's not going as planned. But here's what's interesting. It's not always just the post office. Hmm. So let me, let, me, let me point this out to you. She mentioned to me that they will see little dishes of food inside the box i've never seen that oh yeah i they started doing that it's a a gel substance for nutrition nutrition um I've, I've, I've seen that i've never seen that and to me when she told me that i said they're admitting that the chicks are not going to arrive in time when you order chicks you can pay extra for that okay so what, here, here's what i'm trying to get at is figure out what's really going on and why 
Mm-hmm. You know, does the, the do the hatcheries, which I don't want to beat them up either. They provide such a great service. They make it awesome that we're able to pick and choose what breeds we want. I mean, I can't imagine all the moving mm-hmm. parts to pull that off. But it sucks to hear how many are dying. And she said they see way more dead arrive after it's gone to through a couple other post offices before they even ship it. And on top of it, they have Wait, to ship it. are you it. stealing her thunder? No, why? Are you about to bring her on? No. Oh, I no, thought... no, no. Oh, I thought we were going to bring her on. No, no, oh, we got to set that up. That oh. might have to be, and, you know, again. It's, this I isn't... thought we were going to see, like, the block oh. or, the, you know, the no, I don't... scarf over the face or, uh, like, 2020. Yeah, right. hey, listen, I, oh, I do not, well, I'm not trying to beat up the post office. I'm not trying to beat up the hatchery. Okay. I okay. just want to know what's going on because at the end of the day, we got probably millions of baby chicks now dying. Okay, well, go ahead. And think about the consequences there. One, you're losing a life. Two, that's a bad way to get started. Oh, it's very emotional. I remember when I got my first batch of six chicks and one died, and we all cried and gave it a proper funeral and a coffin. And <laughs> I mean, it was it was traumatic. It was really, really traumatic. And it is highly emotional. And then the hatcheries have to refund your money. So, I mean, they could go out of business just because of the post office. If they're taking three days instead of two days, that's life or death for these chicks. Absolutely. And that's what she was saying. Because she said if they, there's a combination of things. I don't want to steal that conversation. I'm not sure if we'll be able to bring her on. I just want to know what's going on because I don't want to keep promoting it if we're promoting death. Uh, I am a huge fan of these hatcheries that I think, again, have done such a great job giving us the option to just order so many different breeds at the same time. Uh, but I do predict in the future, you're going to see more and more local breeders breeding specific breeds, and you're going to have to go out and do a little bit more. Well, the problem with that is they're not sexed. That is true. You know, that's a great point, but there's no reason why they couldn't sex them. But I'll, I'll never forget, I had one lady, I was so excited, I ordered, or I, I went and bought all these Cuckoo Morans, and she was a special breeder in the Cuckoo Morans. She's looking at them, she wouldn't tell me. She goes, oh, this is a female. No, female, female, no. Nope. I'm like, can you please tell me? She said, I can't. We had mostly males. Yeah. So I think she got work. it backwards. <laughs> that doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, it was something about the feathers. I think she was trying to look at. I don't know. But, you know, if they can do it at the hatcheries, why can't we do it here? Do you ever try to sex your own baby chicks when they're born? No. Don't care. No, it's... It, you have to look at the squirt, the poop out, and look at the vent, and it's only a small window of time, and... Mm-hmm. It's a very, it's an art. It's a lot of training. Yeah, and you can see it on dirty jobs. Yeah. Remember when Mike Rowe went and did, and they're. Yeah. Uh, so it can't be that difficult, but you definitely have to learn it. Why don't you learn it? I, I I might, but I tell you that is a great point. That that could be one of the disadvantages. Anyways, so we just wanted to hear from you guys out there. We don't have to get into it today, but I really would love to know what's going on, uh, because this is this is significant. This I is, did hear that Tractor Supply was having a lot of. Dead on arrivals. Yeah, uh, and I don't want to get sued by Tractor Supply, but that's... I mean, it could just be where they're getting their their chicks from. I mean, I started ordering from Texas because I found that they were getting here quicker than the Midwest. Right, you know, Tractor so. Supply uses Hoover Hatchery, and I was thinking about calling they? them. They're in Iowa, okay. and they're a huge hatchery. So I, I wanted to ask them, like, do you guys know these baby chicks are showing up dead on arrival? They must, 
Oh, yeah. Because Tractor sure. Supply is not going to play nice. They oh, that, want their money. Yeah, that's a huge client for them, I'm sure. Right, and, and they got to pay for it. So mm-hmm. I'm curious what's going on. What can what do we need to know? What can we do to maybe help make the difference? Um, I just, I guess I've been so busy with other things, I can't believe this is going to be my first spring not ordering baby chicks. Um, I know my father, he is very excited. When does his, when does his come? Uh, I see him chiming in right there, and uh, he, it, it's so funny. He's trying to play it cool. But he is, it's just in our bloodline, he is obsessed mm-hmm. with, to hear him talking about, he's got his little heater out there now, and um, he's just, you know, and I, I mentioned about getting the cameras, oh, I'm not spending any more money, he's got cameras already, uh, or he has them on order, uh, it's kind of funny, but his come in April, hmm. yeah, so it's, I, I can't wait for that, I'm actually kind of jealous. Um, so anyways, that's kind of the subject, but the other thing I really wanted to get into today is we are so far behind on questions and comments, and I don't want to bore you guys out there, but I know that there was a lot of questions and comments that came up that we didn't address, and of course, I have told Ingrid to make sure that we get into the chicken police. So, um, let's go ahead. I'm going to go through some of these comments right here, and I know Ingrid has been. And you know what, Ingrid, I'm going to, can you unmute yourself and just uh, come to us, at least right now, in the background? Uh, how are you doing today? She still got herself muted. No, you don't. You do. You sure do. All right, we're just going to add her. There we go. Hi, Ingrid. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm good. Awesome. How are you guys? Uh, I'm doing great. So I uh, didn't mean to go so long with Mackenzie, but I think That's that was okay. some good information because I know that is very confusing, especially about the automatic chicken door. Um, and I know we did talk a little bit that we wanted to talk about this whole dead on arrival. And I know you have some um, groups that you belong to. And I wasn't sure if, you know, before we get into some other things, what your thoughts and comments are with it. Well, it's just something I have been seeing. Um, and on different Facebook chicken groups. Um, but I don't, I don't, I didn't get baby chicks in the mail. (laughs) I think for some people that seems a scary proposition to begin with. And now with the mail, I know I can have a package that has taken a month that should have taken two days. That's, you know, like a, a shirt. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, you know, right. And one of the things she's mentioning is, and I thought for sure this is what happened when we would order the baby chicks is that they, they're not worrying about, for example, a holiday. So if they're supposed to be delivered on a Monday and that ends up being a holiday, well, they got shipped out on Friday. They're supposed to be two days. So it's actually Monday. And then they're going to continue to sit in the truck and they're not going to arrive till Tuesday. They're dead. They don't have a chance in hell. They're so dead. They, they're, they're, they said they can smell it. Mm. Oh, yeah. Ugh. It's way worse than I thought. And again, I, I want to tread lightly. I'm not trying to get anyone in and trouble. You're not I... supposed to go on a truck. You're supposed to go to the distribution center, or at least here in Raleigh. They, go, they don't mm-hmm. go to your, they go to it like the local distribution center. They don't go to like every tiny post office and they don't go on a truck. As soon as they get to the distribution center in your area, they're supposed to call you, whether it's four o'clock in the morning or. It's funny or you mention that. She works at a distribution center. And I know the, the local time. the local news just did a, a segment on my local distribution center and said there were thousands of packages sitting there or mm-hmm. there was some serious issue with mail just sitting. So I yeah. would, 
when I go to pick up baby chicks, they're chirping and loud and they're Happy. always so eager for me, for me to come because they say they like hearing the chirping, but it gets annoying is what they've told me when I go to pick them up. We're so glad you're here. These are some loud ones. Yeah. You know, the other thing she mentioned too is I said, well, aren't there heaters in there? You know, I would get them with the heat packs. You know, I was up in New mm-hmm. York. We're getting them in the winter. It's going to be cold. She said they're not even seeing heat packs. And she mentioned a lot that they don't want to pay for the priority mail because it can still be shipped overnight, hopefully, but it costs extra. And I can imagine most people, if not every single person ordering their baby chicks, they have no problem paying a little bit extra to have it overnighted. So there's some things that aren't lining up here for me that just do not make sense. And I'm kind of got a curious mind. So I would like to know because this is this is important. You know, here we are, we spent so much time promoting this wonderful hobby, and if people can't get the baby chicks or they're concerned about getting the baby chicks or you start putting a bad stigma to getting them from a hatchery, I don't want people to get discouraged. There's so many other options, but there, there has to be an easy fix. As I know, for at least three, four years, we ordered them every year, yeah. and I'm telling you. I don't, this has never happened before that I can recall, so this is just a... Yeah, there's also been some talk about having it at a local, the local agri-supply store, big box, I'm not going to mention the name, that people had gotten the chicks and then they were dead a couple of days later. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been seeing that a lot. Yeah, Yeah, probably. Okay, so the baby chicks Um, are still... The baby chicks are still alive at the store. They went and picked them up at the store Mm -hmm. and a lot of them, they're dying off. Right, and I don't know if that happens normally or not because this is no. I don't, no. I, they make it past the first two days. <laughs> yeah, they're almost bulletproof unless you're doing okay. something really bad. Yeah, they must have just been so. Just, they they got them just like before death, and and they couldn't bring them back. Maybe and they didn't realize oh. it. That's what I'm guessing. All right, well that's enough doom and gloom for me today. I, yes. I apologize, folks, but that's just hey, that was Ingrid brought it to my attention. I'm like I can kind of connect the dots with what we're seeing in the news with the post office and all mm-hmm. the packages that are delayed and you had a major ice storm and the cold that would dip oh, yeah. down really deep that caused in a lot texas, of problems a yeah. lot of packages were stuck in texas um, so the good news is apparently there's still a lot of baby chicks still to come you know again well, i think what i need to do is use carolina coop's credit card and order my own baby chicks just as an experiment and we can get that on film tax deductible win-win i get chicks you know, we should do that anyways because for the new location. I think I'm broody. I, I really do. Like, I don't have baby chicks, and, and I'm feeling it. Feeling it, like, right here. Uh, right you here. Know, I, I could, we could do that. I know Jetta would love that. <laughs> All righty. So hi, how, how's it going, Ingrid? How's the week been? Okay. I'm looking at these questions. I want you to get to some of these All questions. All right. Let, okay, let's good, get good. to them. Um, go ahead and just read them because I don't want to keep walking up to the computer and all that, but fire away at Okay. If not well, somebody and somebody asked, and I thought this was a good one. Um, it was uh, Victoria Victoria Palmer Smith, and she said, "Any tips or tricks on building my Cali coop?" Um, she said, "Extra that aren't in the manual, because um, my kit has just arrived. So, can you give her a little?" Any kind of tips for her putting her coop together? Okay, so we have a customer. Thank you very much. She just got mm-hmm. her Cali coop or California coop mm-hmm. in the mail. Um, and any tips on putting it together? I have a tip. That aren't like in the manual. Now, from my experience no. putting together these coops on the road, what is really important is to make sure that all of your walls, when you put them together, are exactly flush and plumb and level. 
because there aren't a lot of tolerances. Not everyone builds as carefully as Matt. So everything has to be line up. Like when you're putting those walls together, it just has to be exactly pushed together tight, all of the corners exactly right. And the hen house, if, you're if your ground is not level, make sure that at least your hen house piece is completely level. So you're gonna need a level. Maybe that's not in the instructions, but you're gonna need a level and you know, turn it on its side. So make sure those walls are completely plumb plum, and everything's completely level and all those corners <laughs> match up perfectly so, so because it's a piece of furniture. Yeah. He does, it's a precision craftsman approach and everything has to be perfect. And also I've, I've learned use the the holes that they used in the, in the shop. We actually, so is, there's- Do you guys still do that? Uh, we don't do that anymore. We okay, actually don't okay. even have to okay, pre-assemble right. them anymore. But that is something we actually mentioned last week when we were on site. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about that. I'm not sure if we posted any of those pictures, but I was telling the customer if we were to do something to pre to use those holes. So, you know, Kristen, it's funny because you're bringing back memories of me training you uh, on all this and the importance of it. And I often refer to uh, to people, you know, my guys out in the field or our, definitely our customers, please trust our cuts. They're not wrong. Mm -hmm. I can 99.999% guarantee it. You're putting together a 3D puzzle and there is no room for error. Our tolerances that we allow are less than what the wood is gonna move mm -hmm. as far as expansion and contraction. And that's not to make things more difficult for you, believe it or not, it's to actually help you. So you, you hit on some things that are very important and, and that is just understanding it has to be perfectly flush. And a lot of people are like, well, what does flush mean? You know, when you line your two corners up, make sure the top edges of the boards are perfect. And a lot of times I'll train my guys and I'll say, close your eyes and feel it. If you can't stop your finger on that seam, you got it. But if you feel a little bump, that will make a huge difference. Okay, especially when it adds up. If you're, a, you know, a 30 seconds here and a 30 seconds here, mm -hmm. now you're a 16th. And another 30 seconds, another 30 seconds, now you're an eighth. So you could be off all the way to when you get to the end of the run, for example, like when you're putting your trusses in. But the most important thing that I would say to definitely start off with is you can, there's a little more flexibility with the Cali Coupe, but it is critical to have your foundation, whether it's going right on the ground or if you're putting in your own base or whatever, it needs to be dead flat and on the same plane. It is ideal to have it level. You really should have it level, but some people are like, well, you know, I'm gonna put it right on the ground and it's not perfectly level, but it should be flat enough. And what I mean by flat is it needs to be on the same plane. If you have twist in it, you're gonna cause problems. And it's yeah. gonna drive you crazy trying to put this coop together. Yeah, the, roo the roof won't go on easily, that's no. for sure. Yeah, so. We've used paver blocks underneath i mean anything you, you can kind of go back later and fix that but at least when you're putting it together use blocks or whatever you can to make it level absolutely you know i can't wait and i'm hoping with the new location we're finally going to have time and enough space to do step-by-step -step videos that will reflect the instructions that's going to make things so much easier and i can't wait to do the tips and tricks because there are a lot of things that yeah, we take for granted we just do it every single day that can make all the difference in the world because you are in a way you're going to start becoming a woodworker and you're mm -hmm. working with organic materials and there's no such thing as a true perfect piece of wood 
but you got to look at it and know how to manipulate it in your favor. Uh, even how you join pieces of wood, screws are little tiny clamps and you can use them to your advantage. Now these guys in the shop do a very good job when they call that lumber, they're pulling that stick, they can look at it and know, depending on what's going on with it, where that should go in part of the construction mm -hmm. of the chicken coop. So definitely good foundation. Like Chris is saying, keep it plumb, keep it flush, keep it level. And, you know, when you get putting your walls together, you'll know if you have any twist or not. And it's not too late to have to correct it. But what you definitely want to do is after you set all your trusses, think of it like sighting a rifle. Go to the end of the chicken coop and look at every single peak. And if the base is completely level and on the same plane, it should be perfectly straight as long as you did everything correctly. If not fix it so that they do line up perfectly straight because if not when you go to drop your purlins in they're not you're going to be fighting them uh mm -hmm. more than you should and it doesn't mean something's cut wrong right. please trust the cuts um i'm sure there's a couple more things but that is a great question uh and i god i have it so seems many. like when we were putting them together we would always start with a certain wall and start at the bottom and one of us would be on the outside and one of us on the inside to just push that push that piece wherever yeah. it needed to be for that bottom screw, that bottom pocket hole, and then go to the next one. But having someone on the outside to true it up and not worry about what it looks like on the top because <laughs> it can look like it's way off on the top. But if you start at the bottom, have somebody on the outside, somebody on the inside working the, the screw gun, true up the first one, true up the second one, and go up. Don't worry about what it looks like on the top because once you get to the top, it'll it'll be dead nuts. So... <laughs> you're, starting right? sound, you're starting to sound like me a little bit. You got a little Yankee in you. Uh, hopefully my dad's Yankee? laughing. Yeah, you said dead nuts, right? Yeah, I got yeah, that from I, And I got that from my dad. I want you to understand what I'm saying. No, I definitely do. And I hope our, our listeners definitely understand because it, it's it, that makes perfect sense. I hope it does to you guys. But I can tell you what, what, what she's saying is because the wood is organic and let's say you're putting your corners together – the idea is to have every board perfectly straight, but there may be some that aren't, but that's not a big deal. Start at one end, and if you have two people, that will make all the difference in the world. Mm -hmm. And just focus where you're driving that screw in. Don't worry about the top. Mm -hmm. Use the top as a lever. Use the physics to your advantage, okay? And then you just work it up. A lot of times I call it rolling dough, or if you ever hung drywall, or, or you wallpaper, it's what you're supposed to do. You start from one end, and then work your way. Don't worry about what's happening at the other side, but it will work once you get there so it'd be so much easier to have a video to explain that um, and another one too that a lot of people do ask as far as a tip is when should i paint it why are you looking at me i just well, you, you've <laughs> had some pretty good answers almost like a quiz right now uh because that before is before you put the screen on yeah you know one of the advantages to our kit coops that go out to you with the carry <laughs> and the american is you have the ability to put the screen on yourself and that one saves you money in the overall kit but more importantly it's so much easier to paint it and then paint your uh, furring strips and then put your screen on so a lot of times people will ask when should i paint it i say after you're done with all your framing and before you put your roof on and sometimes it could be an advantage if you got some rain coming i mean the roof won't be the end of the world but you don't want to be cutting in up with your trusses up along the roof line and oh god the purlins yeah you definitely want to paint yeah, it before like the roof is yeah that's like painting a ceiling it hurts I your know. neck hurts your arm uh, it, it really is not fun if you got a paint sprayer oh my gosh what a difference that will make look at that shot behind us huh I remember that anyways okay well that was a uh, that was a great one can I steal some um, of this yeah I was about to have some what it, what is Laura, why is it? it's got some lime in it 
<clears throat> Laura Shadforth asked, is um, one better, the American Cooper, the Carolina, for colder climates? And they, she wasn't sure if the windows on the American Coop could be like drafty. Which is the, the Carolina Coop has almost the same windows. They definitely now, do now, yeah, because people yeah. love the windows so much in the American. And we have mm -hmm. made uh, advances in the American Coop 2020 where there are no more little gaps. That's a whole nother story. I don't want to get into all that, but we've closed them off. We did what we did with the Cali Coop. People love that, so we incorporated that into the American 2020. But is the Carolina better than the American? I tell you, you can go both ways on that because, one, personal preference – I just love the way the Carolina Coupe looks. I mean, yeah, but she's talking about cold climates, not. Oh, ju ju well, okay, so I would think they would be the same. I would say they're exactly the same. I don't see any mm -hmm. difference between the two. And the it's, windows are adjustable based on weather, right? Right, and they all close off, and they they'll still ventilate. You still have to have ventilation, but the windows will close and block that wind chill. That's the important thing. Right. Um. Somebody asked, what is an absolute must when considering first time a chicken coop build just for a few chickens, two to three chickens? Like what is the, what's the most important thing to think of? Size. <laughs> period. It all starts with size. I don't want to sound, I don't get myself yeah. in trouble. Size does matter, period. We should almost make that a t-shirt. It is so important to understand size. And, and also predator proof. Yeah, I mean, so... When you have just a small number of chicks and you're raising these with your family, I you lose you can lose the whole the whole flock in one night if Easily. it's not predator proof. And there's there's predators everywhere, oh, in this country, in the state, in this world. So everybody's got predator pressure. Everybody likes eat chicken, and <laughs> it's I, I pre, being predator proof and size would probably be the top two for sure. Yeah, I tell you, uh, if you're building your own coop, and, and one of the reasons why we do this show is I know a lot of people copy us. I just got some pictures sent to me. Uh, I forget the exact term or verbiage that people use, but it's supposed to be flattery. And it is. When people are building their own coops and they copy us, I love that. Uh, but the whole idea about this show is to really teach you what you need to think about. And so, again, I think size is number one. I always tell people there's four, there's, yeah, four, four things very important when it comes to the chicken coop, whether you're going to buy it or build it, size. Because the biggest mistake, I don't care if you build it like Fort Drum, if it's too small, your chickens are going to be stressed. Okay. Let me see if I can guess. Ventilation? For number two? Number three. We already talked about two, right? Predator. Well, okay, so we got number one. Well, of course, I got to add on to what you said. Uh, number two, I always tell people, you got to build it well. Not only because of you don't want the thing to blow over like a pile of toothpicks, but you also got to build it well, too, like what Kristen's saying, to keep the predators out. I find it awesome when customers will send me pictures in the wintertime. They'll go out to their chicken coop and, you know, there's snow on the ground. They see these tracks from coyotes or raccoons or whatever. And they're like, oh, my gosh, you're, my coop kept the predator out last night. And I chuckle because I'm like, that's every night. Mm -hmm. Every yeah. single night that pressure is there, not just when it snows. So you can't leave a stone unturned when it comes to keeping predators out. And there's so many things to think about with that uh all right what's three okay Wait, number three four? okay well number three is and it kind of goes along with number two so you got to have good quality materials good construction and then to make sure it's predator safe so they, they kind of go together but you could definitely separate it and of course number four which is my favorite i mean look at that 
Why not make them beautiful? You know, and, and beauty to me doesn't mean it's gonna be the beauty the same to you. I know I love my craftsman style, shaker style. I love the more traditional style. And then of course you got we got modern coupes out there. I'm not a modern person, but I just had someone the other day compliment that was their favorite coupe is the modern coupe. I was like, mm, okay, but hey, why not make it? Have fun with it. It's functional art. It really fit with the house. Yes. Um. Well, I'm just gonna say I. I have to leave at once, so if you want to get to the YouTube police. Do you believe it's 1248 already? YouTube chicken police. Um, yeah, we, we can definitely get to that, but I was hoping to get into all the comments. I just love to hear that. And you know what we need to do? We got to do an intro video. Go ahead and grab that. Um, we need to do an intro video to uh, video chicken. That'd be kind of fun. I thought yes. we had that. And I saw, I tell you, I saw a, a couple video, more. yeah. Huh? We have audio, but not video, yeah. Right, we have audio. We got to do the audio with the video. I was going to do some animation. Anyways, you got to leave at one, so we only have 12 minutes. You're killing me. All right, let's well, get through it. It's a little past, but... Um, so you saw some of the comments, but... Um, well, so, I did poke my nose in <laughs> yesterday. So let's let's talk about the Georgia Coupe, which we just saw in the background there, which is so pretty. Um, I don't know if you can get that up, but yeah, that one. So, someone said, nice coupes, too much used car salesman BS. <laughs> I, I saw that it. one would get you. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> I saw it. Mm. Nice coupes, too much. Next time, get your own water. Car, oh, I didn't think of it, sorry. Too much car salesman BS. And you know what, what was his name? Um, Money Grip? Yeah, I mean. It's his handle. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> So I apologize <laughs> if I offended you that I came across as a car salesman. I love what we do. So sorry. Um, and, and thank you for the compliment. Yes, they are nice coupes. When I get on video and I start talking about these things, are you kidding me? I love what I do. And if I come across as a salesman, I'm just telling you, I, I'm educating. Actually, they sell themselves. They sell themselves. I feel like more I'm educating. Uh, not only on why we do what we do, uh, but also who you're buying from. And what we support, what we stand for, and, and all that good stuff. So I've never had that negative type of comment that a car salesman. I don't think of myself as a car salesman at all. But thank you for the compliment that they're at least nice coupes. Well, and I think with like the Georgia coupe, that was a coupe that was very unique. I mean, it was a craftsman, but it, it had a lot of different um, oh, yeah. different features. I mean, look and at that it's almost like when I know, and it's almost like when you're doing your walkthrough you're actually amazed at like how this came out and isn't this cool that we thought of this or Evan did this or we designed this. So I, I think it's more of enthusiasm than a sales pitch to me. Well, here, let me explain. Let me explain. Let me can, um, no, maybe not that one. So let me, let me explain something. Here's what happens to us. Uh, oh no, you, you said you got to go. So like, here's a coup. We're no, going to no, we're going to be doing soon. We spend hours and hours in front of these drawings, all right? And then to see them in real life, yeah, we're going to get excited. You know, and I'm talking hours, you know, especially Evan. He draws these all from scratch, and then he has to um, sell it to the customer, and we have to explain everything to the customer. So, yeah, I'm going to get excited. Who wouldn't? Okay, so somebody else on that coop said, no chickens have set foot in that house. Imagine how messy it will be after a week of chickens. <laughs> and 
And the shed part isn't for the chickens either, so I'm not really sure what they're referring to. Yeah, it, it, exactly, exactly. Um, so how's the lighting on your end? Does it look better? That's good. Yeah, there we go. We're trying to get the lighting better in here. Uh, it's a little cloudy today, so I think that's making the difference. Um, well, it is a chicken coop. Yeah. And yeah. it's going to get dirty. The good news mm -hmm. is it doesn't get any easier to clean out. And I know some people that like the chicken poop. <laughs> huh? um, so, uh, I don't know. God, and that stuff's gold. And, and, and then yeah, again, I think... on the outside, it doesn't get dirty at all. No, maybe they're saying that since it's painted white or light colored. If it I were... mean, look, my coop gets, gets dirty. The hardware cloth gets dusty from when it's dry and mm -hmm. it... And then all you do is just wipe it off with a damp rag, and it's back to beautiful. It's not, it's not tough if you want to keep a white coop looking clean, but you have to realize that it's not going to last <laughs> for years like that with ten chickens. It's just not. I mean, it's a chicken coop. It's an outdoor structure. It's a chicken coop. Count, count your blessings. Count your blessings if that's what you have to mm -hmm. worry about. You know, I do yeah, love exactly. that they're beautiful, but be thankful. Mm -hmm. Be so thankful. Um, and that same person said about the Calistoga coop. Oh, so always... oh, my, oh, okay, go on, sorry. Yeah, I always marvel at the amount of money people have. Wood imported from New York with a big laughing emoji. Because oh, that was a red cedar. That was well, because red you cedar. Had to do some pre-construction. Yeah, we, we I know. what they don't understand is, is it does get pre-constructed in the shop in upstate New York. So you have to go with the materials available there because it doesn't make sense to ship across the country twice. We only moved it across the country once. You know, it, 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 I'll be honest with you, it bothers me when people criticize our customers, especially the ones, yeah, they spend a lot of money and I'm thankful for it. Because we only had a week to get that up. Uh, I mean, yeah, we, can't, I mean, we can't start that from scratch right. out there. You know, and here's the other thing to that. If I didn't have the customers willing to take a risk on us in the beginning, willing to invest on the extra money that we had to charge to make a beautiful coop, we would have never been able to create the California coop, the American coop. That is still an awesome chicken coop that is extremely affordable. So I, I, that kind of bothers me. I mean, I get it. I, I hate the word jealousy. I don't know if there's jealousy in there. I'm going to try to look at it as a compliment. But listen, I know that customer. The man started with nothing from his garage. Yeah. And built a business. And he spent money on us, and I'm so thankful for it. And we had such a great time uh, going out there with Car the team with Carolina Coops, putting it together. and That really was a team project. Yeah, and I hope everyone else out there, I mean, I think they get it. I know a lot of these people just shake their head, and I'm thankful for those people at some of these negative comments. but And I think it was our first time, all of us, in to California. Northern California. Yeah, and you California know, in general. Yeah, and that had the reclaimed wood as mm -hmm. well. And the thing about being in New England is we have, in the New England area, we have some awesome reclaimed wood mm -hmm. that you'll just never see again. So there's some advantages to it, but you know, you got the beautiful southern yellow mm -hmm. pine down here in the tobacco barns. The, um, the roofing for that one came from out west. Yeah, the roofing came from out west. That's true. Oh, yeah, it did. That's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So, yeah. So somebody 
John January, I said on the Michigan Coop, um, amazing hen house and chicken run. This was not overkill at all. We built our own facilities, and I got to tell you, I wish I had seen this video before we built what we built. Hmm. Thank you. What was his name? That was nice. John January. John that's January. His handle. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's okay. his name or his handle. <laughs> well, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, no, that, that was very nice. Yeah, you know it is. I do, and I thank you, Ingrid, for taking the time. There's so many good comments, and I would love to give everyone recognition for that. Um, but they uh, definitely, I tell you, there's been a lot of times... One good positive comments helped us, me especially, get through the day because, of course, we have to deal with a lot going on right now, making everyone happy. And, you know, it's nice to hear the good stuff. Yeah. Another guy just thought you were, they loved you. Love this guy. Talented. What a great niche. If I get the money, I get me a coop. <laughs> Thank you. It's not just me. I, I can't wait. Hopefully something's going to happen very soon. You guys are going to be able to meet everyone if not most people, and uh, see that, God, I just, I, I just, I've surrounded myself by the best people, and that's what I continue to do. Everyone does such a great job, better than I ever could. Um, I, I, jeez, yeah, well, I, but I appreciate it. Yeah, um, and let's see. Oh, somebody asked. This was like an older coop that you did. But it doesn't really matter. They said, "Is it a bad idea to just put hardware cloth on the floor attached to the frame?" Couldn't you backfill the inside deep enough so it wouldn't bother the chickens when they're scratching around? It seems more predator-proof than draping it around the perimeter and backfilling, but you're the expert. I'm just asking questions. Only if your predators are on, on the inside. I don't think they start on the inside. And they, those I think hens, they're worried about burrowing. They're worrying about, like I guess, burrowing, stuff that would burrow underneath, I don't know, like what, what, fish or cats or whatever. I don't know anything about fisher cats, but I know a lot about house cats. <laughs> no, the, those chickens will find it. God, they yeah, dig. they dig. They, they want dig them they to dig. dig. They can create some pretty good holes. It, it, right, you want mm -hmm. them to. Let, let them With do what they want to do. Digging and dust baths. And it's so much easier to put that predator apron and on, apron on. And if it wasn't one hundred percent effective, we wouldn't do it. We yeah. would not take a chance. It is such a no-brainer. And little things that burrow, like moles, voles, shrews, those could be chicken food. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a really I wouldn't worry point. about them. Mm -mm. Um, all right, one last one. Somebody said about the inside ladder, you know, the inside ladder that you have on there. And I just thought this was fun. They said, that ladder is so steep, <laughs> <laughs> which they don't even use, but whatever <laughs> I, I know you know explain I, your ladder <laughs> I, I would i would love to get some videos showing that chickens have no problem going up and down but every now and again there are some you know customers of ours that insist when they get their coop get their ladder that it's too steep their chickens aren't going to go up and down they never had a problem with the other one and you can very easily say hey matt can you make us a longer ladder longer ramp so it's less steep sure i don't care that's what makes you happy uh i can tell you what we do our standard ladder it, it, it works yeah. especially now with the steps acting like rungs yeah i've never mm -hmm. seen one start at the bottom and go all the way up yeah that's true they no. use their wings yeah I, I don't know if, if it, it was too <laughs> steep we wouldn't do it it's just mm -hmm. that simple right um well those were the ones for today that i had um and I don't know if you want to answer some more. Well, I definitely yeah, we want to. Uh, huh? Yeah. 
I, I would love to. I mean, again, we're standing here experimenting uh, with the big green screen behind us, and I don't feel so bad today. I don't know how you're feeling. Uh, I definitely want. I, I don't like. You know, I ask everyone comment down below, and I'm don't like that I'm not taking enough time to at least address all those comments and maybe answer the questions. Uh, Ingrid, do you mm -hmm. have some real quick you can point out? But it yeah. is you got one minute um, before you have to go. Okay. Um, you recommend Douglas fir. Is there any type of wood that's as good as Douglas fir, or the, is that the best or the only type that you would God, recommend? I love Besides maybe cedar, but, well, <laughs> but that's expensive too. No? So the question is, is there any other species of wood that would be as good as Douglas fir, if not better? Yeah. Go for or it. Or that's, you know, is that the best and only type that you would use? Um, I would not say, let's see, the best. Again, it depends on how you look at it. I have to look at it from all different angles. Number one, it's got to do the job and it's got to be cost effective because everything that we have to spend money on, our customers have to spend money on. And I want to make sure the chicken coops are as affordable as possible. So what I have learned is out of all the different species of wood out there, I even owned a sawmill. A lot of people don't know this and I loved it. Um, nearly put me in the grave, but I just loved getting logs from tree sawyers and learning all the different species and i just i learned so much about lumber that i still use today and when it comes to the species of wood it's amazing how different things can be and doug fir i just feel because of how dense it is making it harder even though i know it's a soft wood okay i know that doug fir is a nice strong wood that makes our joinery rock solid versus you know when you use pocket screw joinery which is a great type of joinery because the screws are going cross grain you put that in hemp fur it's going to strip right out it's just not strong enough the wood's not dense enough uh number two and i've seen this with my own eyes and you can look this up online i know doug fur is not cedar and cypress and redwood all these normal go-to natural rock resistant woods out in nature um, I have had Doug Fur sit outside in upstate New York with no protection five years and I'll pull it into the shop. Yeah, it'll look like crap. We run that through the planer. It's like brand new. So Doug Fur does have a very good natural rot resistant. Now I'm not saying don't treat it, don't paint it, don't do anything, but I just, I like to know we're already ahead of the game. Now, a lot of times people will criticize us when we talk about cedar. There is a huge confusion, in my opinion, when it comes to cedar and chicken coops. I don't think it's a good idea to use cedar shavings for your bedding inside your chicken coop. That's not a good idea. All right. Uh, you can it's not even good for your gerbils. <laughs> like <laughs> hamsters and gerbils. It's not because of the fumes at it. For small animals, it's not good for them either. Rabbits and gerbils and hamsters shouldn't have those cedar shavings either. Uh, th for that the same is, reason. That is true. But when it comes to the cedar for framing, it's a lot of people have us do that because it is a very, it's another harder wood. It does great with pocket screw joinery and it does a great job of being natural rot resistant. I tell you, I'll never forget the coop we did uh, in Chapel Hill or Hillsboro where we had to actually go out into the Duke Forest and only harvest dead standing cedar. And that was just an amazing wood to work with. But here, here's the thing, and this might be why they're asking. Lumber right now has gone up over 400%. It is insane. I dread buying more lumber. And right now, you know, we're still building chick coops that we sold six months ago, and we're not raising our prices. We're absorbing it, so it's not fun. But if you are looking to try to find maybe a more affordable wood, because Doug Fur is not cheap, 
what you really want to look at is the grade. A lot of grades in lumber isn't just based on appearance. It's based on engineers saying, here's how strong this board should be based on the number of knots and how big the knots are. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a lot of good lumber out there that may not look as pretty. And God knows we got to have pretty lumber because we're showing it all. We're using lumber that most people would put behind walls and you hide it. Uh, so we have to get a number two or better premium. So it's expensive, but if you can get away with using knots. And, uh, you know, we went out to Western North Carolina recently to meet with a customer and he stained all his. And I thought it looked amazing. So even where there's imperfections, it looked awesome. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, if you can go find a cheaper lumber, just be careful of the species, but you can definitely go down and grade. And then, of course, you can go up and grade. I mean, there, there's outdoor furniture made out of white oak, which is a, a phenomenal exterior wood. It's going to be very expensive, very heavy. Uh, I would definitely just stay away from those very soft hybrid lumbers like hemp fur, for example. You'll see it in most lumber yards. It's cheap. It's, it, it, it's meant to be grown so fast and be a hybrid. It's almost like aluminum is to metal across between, uh, I think, Doug fur and hemlock where it's just too soft, in my opinion, uh, for chicken coops. All right, I'm going to throw one more question at you. Nice! Ingrid's um, putting in OT. I knew you had it in you. So if someone is thinking of having, if someone is thinking of having, say, 30 chickens, I know we go through this all the time, how big is the run have to be? And inside the coop, they're saying, is it nine inches per chicken? So I got I to take notes now. No, you're so just it's thirty chickens, run and and well, and hen house size. Ten, I guess ten, we have to explain that ten square feet at least. Yeah, at least ten square feet. I love so, to say at least so because it never seems enough. <laughs> so that's ten by thirty, which we do ten by thirties all the time. Not all the time, but plenty, right? Ten by thirty mm -hmm. for the run. I I I, I want a pointer. Or maybe a laser pointer. Okay, so I'm sorry. What, what is the question? You got 30 chickens. 30 chickens. How big does the run and the hen house have to be? All right. Well, they yeah. were saying also about nine inches per chicken. Yeah, so that, the know, nine inches threw me get... off, so I got squirreled there. Yeah. Well, we, yeah. we tell people all the time, and here is the number. Like you're saying, 10 square feet per hen for the run, bare minimum. So, again, this is the run area. Unless you're free range. If you free range, then you don't have to worry about the run size. All right, that's that's the beauty of free ranging, and many other reasons. But if you cannot free range, I mean, ten square feet per hen scares me. It really does. Can you get away with it? Absolutely. But you got to have so many boredom busters in there. But I think you're asking for trouble. But what was it with nine inches? Yeah, nine inches per chicken inside the in the in the hen house. Nine inches what? Square, like, I guess on the roost bar. I guess they're talking about the roost bar, I'm assuming. Right, and, and the reason why I want to bring that up is back in the old days, people were always talking about you got to have three square feet per hen. And that doesn't make any sense to me because it doesn't really matter how many square feet per hen are in the hen house. What matters is how long these roost bars are. And what matters is making sure you have enough nest boxes for all the hens, right? Right. So nine inches, you know, I think someone was just telling me, it might have even been you, don't say any more eight inches industry standard, but you can definitely get away with eight inches per hen. Yeah, we were out in um, uh, somewhere, and they were talking about how they're all huddled up in this one area. 
So I still like the one-foot rule. I like the king-size bed, but you want to leave room in your flock to grow. Yeah, I would say, I, I personally, just from my experience, I would say at least 10 inches. Because even that they might settle all huddled together, there's a lot of jockeying for position and drama and pushing off the roost bars and stuff. And I think if you shove a lot of chickens with a lot, a lot of roost bar space, you're going to just, you're going to get more of that. That's just my opinion. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking they should make a cartoon with a bunch of hens. Yeah. What goes on inside a chicken coop. It's kind of funny. You never think all that. But, yeah, there is some drama. No, and I, 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 I'm very close to my chickens, like physically. Like the, <laughs> the coop is very close to my house, so I see this a lot. You know, and I guess people don't realize. You just go out to lock it up and they're already all settled. All right. Well, hopefully that answers that question. Ingrid, thank you so much for your time and all your help today. Definitely appreciate it. Thank you for muting yourself. That must be Murphy. Every time we're on meetings, Murphy! <laughs> Anyways. All right. Well, let, you want to scroll through those comments real quick, see if there's anything else good? Should we wrap it up? You want to do the honors? Oh, can we switch sides? <laughs> now, it is an apple. Is it okay? for? Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to I don't know how to do this. All right. All right. Oh, hey, guys. Um, let's see. So, well, we still got 44 people watching. Oh, lots of comments. All right. So, let's just start right at the top real quick. Uh, I got to see what my father was saying. Hello from southern New Jersey. Hi. Hello from northeast Ohio. We're actually going to be in northeast Ohio Monday. Um, I only used the manual door when I first brought my girls home to teach them. This is their bedroom. That, yeah, that's a good mm -hmm. idea. Uh, South Africa. How you doing in South Africa? What would you consider the determining factor for needing storm shields? I live in northern Virginia and get about 20 inches of snow a year. I do live in a high wind area. Yeah, so we got to get someone behind the scenes right now that will just go on our websites, share the screen, boom, bring mm -hmm. up storm shields. We got to figure that out. What are storm shields? Do you know what the storm shields are? Yeah, you're polycarbonate run covers mm -hmm. so we gave them a fancy name so i guess that must be the car salesman in me mm -hmm. but anyways what would determine whether or not you should get storm shields because they're not cheap especially now because they're made out of polycarbonate i'm a southerner so i don't know <laughs> i tell you you know you can get away with storm shields really anywhere you live i'm gonna try to choose my words carefully i can just tell you there's a huge advantage you know, like we're up north, we get a lot of snow, we get a lot of wind chill. And the idea behind the storm shields is, yes, you want to block out your snow. Because chickens do not like going out scratching in snow. They will stay in their hen house, and that's not good. But what you want is to be able to have the chickens go from the hen house in the wintertime down into this run, not have to fight with snow. But the most important thing is you have consistency in temperature. Mm -hmm. That's what the storm shields do. And you are going to get a little of a greenhouse effect. I'm not saying to let it... You have to heat your coop. What matters is you have the same temperature from the hen house to the run, but it is nice. Why not make it a little bit more comfortable? All right. right. So in Northern Virginia, uh, we had a lot of coops there in Northern mm -hmm. Virginia with storm shields. If it's in your budget, I would say they're worth getting, especially if you want to make sure your girls have a nice, consistent spot for them to hang out inside the run in the winter. Um, door in the hen house would help if you need to keep them in when you have someone spray for mosquitoes. Bug guy. <laughs> so it's like crap. Um, you, you know, I, I tell you, as an exterminator, 
it drove me nuts how much we were told to literally, I don't want to say abuse pesticides, but it is, there's some insecticides that are so vague and it, I'm watching it going, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, so even like, you know, mosquitoes can be very dangerous. They're obviously a huge pest. No, nobody wants them, but there's just other ways to deal with it. But yeah, if they're out there spraying, they might be using a contact kill. Once the contact kill dissipates, everything's harmless. So yeah, okay, I can get with that. It all depends on the type of application and what they're using. Um, I learned so much from you guys. I did not know they eat heavy first thing. You know, I didn't know that either. Yeah. But that does make sense. They definitely go and pig out in the morning. In the morning and right before bed. Do you guys all sell plants for your coops? Not yet. It is coming. I promise it is coming. And the only reason why I haven't done it yet is I want to make sure the plans are awesome. And the plans are going to be a video. I think it, we're just going to show step by step. I even want, we Lowe's even agreed to have us come in and film in there. I want to teach you what lumber to go look at mm-hmm. and why and what to look at when you're pulling your lumber. I really want to yeah, make it nice. I learned nice. that from you. Thank you. Um, can you upgrade to, can any of us upgrade to locking? I have this door, but it doesn't have the locking yeah, tabs. I had both too. Yeah, I don't know about yeah, upgrading. Uh, I think you can order uh, just the door. You mean just the framing? Oh, just the door and the rails minus the mechanism. Want, if you want to upgrade your door to the locking door, I think is what... We need to get that on our website. I didn't know that. Yeah. I guess the answer is yes. That's good to know. Um, except Silkies. Someone's laughing. I'm going to get you one. You know, I, I don't... They're, they're just... And I could have this morning. <sighs> we should go out there next week. We, gotta we should see what go now. Really? What are you doing in the next two hours? Uh, signing paperwork. A lot mm-hmm. of it. We're probably, the banker's watching. We're in trouble. Uh, how do you folks... How do folks who free range deal with healthy hawk raptor population? Okay. You crows. free range. Crows. Crows? Crows are the, the best solution. Yeah. I want to actually interview on the show uh, a crow expert. Right. You can have a crow call. Yep. You can put corn out. Yep. Yeah, crows will keep those hawks away. Uh, apparently, the hawks are oh, trying to come. Dogs. Dogs are another. Anybody great one. I know who has a, a dog that visits the backyard, the hawks seem to know that there is a dog living there. When I had a dog, and I don't have a dog now, sadly, but when I had a dog, I had no hawk issues. Uh, and we just did a show. What was it, last week? Two weeks ago? Guardian geese. Yeah. Guardian geese, I think, is awesome. Yeah. I love when other animals on the farm have a job to do. Uh, so there are ways, and of and course, you've got mechanical ways with bird netting, but that can get very expensive yeah. and not look as good. No, and I haven't seen, I haven't had anything else really help, like those fake owls or whatever and CDs. I, none of that really helps. Because they learn it. They learn and it. Also it's a biggest scam. Really, it's a risk tolerance. There is a risk. You're not going to be able to mitigate that risk down to zero. So it is a risk tolerance situation. But I think well worth it. I know. I, know I think it is. Like, yeah. and depending on how many you have, if I lose one, I'm sad, but I'm not devastated. Whereas someone who has four and they lose one, That's they're going to be devastating. Yeah. So. Uh, there's, you know, we should talk more about that. I would love, I wish, again, I wish, because we got videos out there showing different examples, but we should bring in a crow expert. I think that would be awesome. I, I love that. I, I, I'm fascinated with crows. They're one of the, if not the smartest yeah. bird. Yeah. We uh, should practice our crow calls. I'm, I'm still working on my whistle. 
Yeah. The kids, kids are yelling at me. Mackenzie's trying to teach me how to whistle. Uh, I think we answered that. What about medicated feed? Um, I think we talked about that. Just in the beginning. Oh, here, here's Jerry Dubois. Hopefully he's still watching. How, he fell asleep at the last show. Yeah, he couldn't wait to hear Mr. Chaffin talk, and he sat down and said, don't sit down. He watched it later, though. Yeah, he sure did. He better have. How do they vaccinate at the hatchery? Mine are coming vaccinated from Murray McMurray. Is that enough? How are they vaccinated? They used to use little needles, but I've heard that they're starting to use a gas. If they're using a gas now, can you vaccinate bantams? Mm, I don't know. Mm. That's a good question. Mm -hmm. We should pick a hatchery and, and talk to them. I, I, again, or maybe so... it's the depending on the vaccination. Some are still needle and some are gas. Hmm. Um, any tips or tricks on building my Cali coop? We answered that. What is the absolute must when considering the first time chicken coop build yeah. for two to three chickens? What is the absolute must? I think we must? answered that one. We went through the top four. How much are the kit? Uh, go to our website, and I can tell you very, very soon, I promise, I'm hoping the entire American Coop, when we say kit, I'm talking full-on kit, that's going to hopefully bring the price down, but our materials are getting so high. Uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but we are getting it so that you're going to have to put in a little bit more work on your end, but that'll save you in your investment. And there's a lot of people that say they that's what they want to do. I picked up mine at the distribution center. They were great. Awesome. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's a huge way to save if you're having a coop shipped to you. If you have the means to be able to go pick it up at the, at the distribution center. You want to read that? You see what I'm doing? I see it's just two yeah, fingers. Our postal distribution center actually has a family that if the customer doesn't pick up, Within 12 hours, they have a family come rescue them. That's awesome. I want to be that family. Uh, well, my friend who works at the post office, she actually said the same thing. <gasps> there is another worker there that will rescue all the ones that okay. are near dying. I'm going to mine. Huh? I'm going. Oh, my gosh. Uh, let's see how we do. Oh, God, there's so many. Guys, I can't thank you enough. Uh, do you want to do a couple more? 117, I guess we're kind of getting on. Oh, don't paint over the numbers on your parts. That's a good tip. Yeah, don't. Sorry. Um, should the end grains be painted when assembling the coops? Great question. Um, yes. And, and when you're putting our coop together, you can definitely paint over the end grain. And that's actually a good idea because the end grain of lumber is like the end of the straw. And that's where you're going to have the most absorbency through wicking or capillary action, bringing that moisture in. What I can tell you is if you were ever putting the walls together in pieces like we do, you don't want to paint on that because that mitigates the glue. Uh, but by the time you get your kit, you absolutely should, actually. That's a good... Yeah, and someone said, would it affect the tolerances when assembling the coop if they painted? <laughs> Believe it or not, we actually try... We, we do. We do take an account... For the tolerances for paint, especially when it comes to locking in the purlins with the trusses. Every time you do a layer of paint, that's a thickness of a sheet of paper. And when you add that up after three coats, four coats, and then you've got four coats, four coats, four coats added up, I tell you, it does make a big mm -hmm. difference. But we do actually, with our coops, compensate for that. And we've learned the hard way. So I get interested in some of these long ones. Oh, you know what we could do? Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Can we can we do this? Oh, show the comments? Yeah. 
Oh, here we go. So oh, that is better. Then they can read along. Oh, yeah. So you guys can read along. I'm probably in the way. I'm going to go over here. And well, that, then you're going to be in, then you're going to be over there. Oh, <laughs> it would be nice to figure this out. Um, you know what we need is we need a little scroller here, like a mouse. Hmm. Something. Oh, that's all yeah. we need. We need just a wireless mouse. Do you have one? I don't know. Or you know what we could do is get time. a big TV so we can actually read it. We're going to figure this out. We're going to continue to make it better for you guys. But There's a big TV on this. There is. Um, okay. Thank you for being here. You recommend Douglas Fir Wood. Is there any other? Okay, answer that. So that was actually a great question. I tell you, we got the best customers and the best listeners and viewers. Um, can't wait to get my coop in September. Hopefully it's going to be even sooner. I don't want to jinx ourselves. There's so many great things coming up uh, very, very soon. If, so if someone is thinking of having, say, 30 chickens, how big? I think we answered that. I'll be contacting you. Thank you. Me too. I won't get mine until September. I'm so excited. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for our customers out there that purchased from us. I know the lead time is ridiculous. I hate it myself. We're doing everything we can to get these coops out as fast as possible. Uh, it has just been a nightmare. Thank God. You guys are the best customers. Chicken people are the best people, and you guys understand. Amen. It has been a nightmare um just dealing with raw materials to finished materials everything that's going on there i get where the person is coming from about the salesman persona but i more so see it as educational because i knew absolutely nothing before finding carolina goose sarah thank you okay i you know i i, I can't i can't stand car salesmen did i ever tell you that what oh i've been with you Huh? I've gone to the dealership with you a couple times. <laughs> I can't stand them because they're... Thank you. Yes. All I'm it's trying like to... It's like a dueling car salesman situation. Really? I'm not sure what you're trying to say there. <laughs> um, I'm just going to educate you. And I, I am so confident in educating the customer that you will realize why we do what we do. And if you want to buy, great. If you don't, you don't. You know, I'm not trying to be a car salesman. Now the next time I do a video, that's gonna stick in my head. I should, oh, I should do a fake car salesman video. Anyways, all right. Kick, um, kick the tires. <laughs> uh, this is the best Extended live warranty. one you have done to date. Great job, Terry. Thank you. I kind of felt it was a little yeah. boring, but tell us what was better about it, please. I would love to know. I think I interrupted you more. I, I am excited to get you out of your shell, to get you talking anymore. You are so smart at uh, everything you say. You think about it. You say it so clearly, unlike me. Um, it is nice to hear more of what Kristen has to say. And I can tell you, we are hoping soon to get back to having sponsors. Uh, not that I want to have advertisement during the show, but it'll be so much fun to have giveaways. Mm -hmm. I, I love pinwheels. Well, that's a quick plug. For the giveaway. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I love promoting. Like, we're talking Chicken Guardian, and we talk about oh, you know, yeah. all these other hatcheries. And I'm trying out that new nesting box stuff that Danielle had when we went to that. Oh, the Aspen week. netting, yeah. yeah. And we're going to have some new nesting material ourselves. Once I get back to New York, mm -hmm. it is going to be phenomenal. Uh, it'll be like sleeping in a bed with silk sheets. Um, I had a truckload of wood chips. It was great in the run. No more mud. Mm. The chickens like it. Helps keep the feet clean, untreated, and free. I yeah. saw, I meant to save it. I saw, I don't know if it was on TikTok or it was on social media. Someone opened the door to their run. Not one of ours. It was a chick coop they built themselves, I'm assuming. You talk about a textbook example of what not to do. The water was up to the entire legs of the chicken. It just came pouring out. Mm. Can you imagine? 
Yeah, that's not good. Um, can you explain how to do the deep litter system? Are you supposed to just cover the poop? We have vet many, many videos talking about the deep litter system. Uh, you want to answer that one real quick, Kristen? They definitely need 4 to 12 inches of dry material, not just cover up the poop, but maybe they mean from a maintenance perspective. I would stir. You can always add more, but you know, stirring I, I, is, is important to get all that incorporated. Maybe I'm being lazy then. I know you and I, see, I think we slightly disagree well, on that. you know, I'm even lazier than you. <laughs> and you're the one that told me about the deep litter certainly system. Certainly messier, but... I just cover it up. It's kind of out, out of sight, out of mind, building layers. Honestly, I do neither, but... But I will... I guess you can definitely say with industrial hemp now, you don't have to keep adding more product because it does such a good job. Just simply stirring it will knock down the odor. You're still going to see chicken droppings. Don't let that bother you. It's the yeah. smell that is the nuisance, and that's what the stirring it will help um, do away with. Uh, hello from San Jose, awaiting my Carolina coop. Thank you. And we reached the end. I'm glad I still caught the show. Work got in the way, but I will need to go back and watch it. All right, so Paul, thank you. Hey, guys, thank you so much. I, I just, again, can't thank you enough. Just take the time. Listen to us, all the questions and comments. And I know I said this before. If you aren't already following us on Instagram, please go over there, follow us on Instagram. Uh, if you're not already subscribed or hit that notification bell at YouTube, please go to that. And if you're watching us uh, on Facebook, thank you. Uh, if you're not watching us on Facebook, please go over there and like. Even though Facebook, I think that's kind of a... Well, and if anybody has any show ideas or requests. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned that because... Or guests. That they want to hear from? Yeah, we, topics. we've had a lot of fun with guests. And I know you said you really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I think everyone, I was a little nervous about Mr. Chaffin last week. Yeah. Um, but I tell you, that was uh, awesome. I saw you get a little emotional too. Yeah, I was really, kind of nice. No, no, it's it, not it nice. It is nice. Everybody has no, a heart. No, I know you no, have a heart. No, I am not losing my man card. But boy, did that hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. I, I haven't gone back and watched it. Boy, did that hit me hard. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Quite, if you guys have any ideas, um, and we're getting better, you know, with the eCam, and I want to yeah. keep doing this. I like seeing new people, too. I mean, I think that's nice to switch it up. You know, I want to see the guys in the shop do a fashion show. That's what I want to see. <laughs> fashion show at work. We are, yeah, that is a good idea. I did share that idea with them. Uh, like I don't know yet. I don't know yet. They'll do whatever. Like each one of them wearing a different Carolina Coop shirt. Right. And then kind of promoting that for the merch, which yep. we'll have hopefully here. I there. just like to see the guys in the shop. I mean, they don't get screen time and they're the ones doing all the work. It's just kind of neat. They definitely don't get people. the screen time like I wish they would. Yeah. I tell you, the guys up there and gals, they are mm -hmm. just awesome. So, I, yeah, I just like seeing the different people. Yeah, we'll have to do that. And another thing, too, is when we first started Video Chicken... I was very excited, and we test ran it. The first show was actually having a customer come on with their phone. Oh, yeah. uh, if you guys ever wanted to come on and maybe show a problem you're having with your chicken coop that we can help you out with, we definitely can do that. Just email us, and we can set that up. And I'm not mm -hmm. sure. Gosh, we lost Ingrid. I, I don't chicken know. tricks? Chicken tricks? Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. If you guys got great chicken tricks to share. Uh-huh. Tricks? Tips? Mm -hmm. I would love that. I think today's technology, you can get right on your iPhone. Half of you are probably watching us right now on your mm -hmm. iPhone. We can bring you in and just email us and let us know. That would be a lot of fun. 
My favorite is that chicken toy where you put scratch in a, inside of an old plastic bottle and you poke holes in it and they got to kick it around to get it out. I don't know. That one always just stuck with me. Um, so, anyways, all right, again, thanks, guys, Chris, and thank you. Thanks thank for you. being here. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.